Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 11 of Harmony in the Home, and this is part two with our Lily Grace, and we are talking all things tantrums, timeouts, and today we're talking about listening. Lily, say what's Hello. up? What's up? Yo, yo, yo. What's so I, we talked a little bit about timeouts and how children feel when they're being yelled at, and so I want to talk to you about, for kind of from our point of view as a parent, like I get so many emails from parents. And I know this used to be my frustration too when I was, I guess, unconscious, which sounds like I fainted, but like when I wasn't a conscious parent, I will just say unconscious, is I would tell you to do something, like something very simple. And I would like, be like, nope. You and Eve, you just kind of ignore me. Like, right now, Grady was an ignorer and then you were like, no. Like, no. It was a very strong no. no. And no, I was no. like, whoa, 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 what's happening here? And so from our point of view, like these are basics, like brushing your teeth so we can go to bed or go someplace or Put on your shoes, like basic. It's not like we're asking you to paint the house. And so what do parents do to get the kids to listen to them? Well, if it's like a simple thing, like put your shoes on, you have to start off like you can't just say like, put your shoes on. That sounds like really bossy. Can you be like, hey, honey, can you put your shoes on for me? Like it just it gives the kid a little more like you're my friend. Right. You know, like you're on my and, side. Like if they're like, nope. Or if they just don't know you, you could be like, uh, put your shoes on in five minutes or ten minutes. And if you're in a big rush, it could be one minute or zero minutes. Right. Or what you could do is you could play a game with them. Like, take off your shoes, put them, like, somewhere else, and put them in maybe even even a hiding spot. And be like, all right, do you want to have a race to see who can put their shoes on the first? And be, and then the kid could be like, yeah, yeah. And then always let the kid win. Never win. <laughs> Never win. Like, ever. Yeah, it's not like, really Like, even if the it. kid's like, I'm getting bored. I want you to win once. Maybe one then. But, like, yeah. never win. And, like, also what you can do is, like, try and make the kid find them, too. Mm. So putting on your shoes seems more fun. That's really good. Because you have to remember, like, kids are really little and, like, they brains are still developing and still growing. So you kind of have to meet them on their level. And like, I always tell parents too, like, you have to, you always say, my kids don't listen, my kids don't listen. And I always say, are you listening to your kids? Because their behavior is always yeah. a language. And are you listening to them when they're telling a story? Are you playing Legos when they want to play Legos? Are you playing board games when they want to play board games? Are you meeting them on their level? So instead of always putting the focus so much on them, think about more how you're showing up. And are you listening to them when they make requests? Because we're making requests of them all day to brush your teeth, get your shoes on. And but they make requests of us all the time too. Like, will you make me a sandwich? Will you play this game with me? Will you read me a book? And a lot of times parents are saying no all day long. And so the kids are just kind of mirroring that back to them. Like, well, you've said no to 17 requests I've made. How come I'm supposed to listen to you now? I don't understand that. And so I always say connection 
breeds cooperation. And I think Connection a lot of parents connections, everything with kids. It's with every every relationship. And it's really big with kids because when they feel like they're on that you're on their side, then they're going to listen and comply and do the simple tasks that we ask them. And so I always ask Lily, I'm like, why, why do you and Grady listen to us? Like when we ask you to do something, you pretty much do it and without any song and dance the first time. And why do you listen? Because like I feel like you actually give in sometimes. Like, don't give in, like, oh, can I have this lollipop? Yes, you can. Like, not like that. I mean, like, if I want you, like, today, I wanted you to help me clean up my paints because mm-hmm. I was painting. I'm very bad at painting. Really? I think you're really good at it. I, I You're I, painting shells today. It was so cute and creative and, like. Yeah, it was. But still, I'm not good at painting. But um, I was like, can you clean up my paints today? And Mommy was like, yeah, sure. And then earlier today, you were like, I needed her to come do the podcast. And so yeah. she's like, well, I'm painting. And she's like, I really want to do the podcast, but I don't want to clean this all this up. Can you help me? And I was like, sure. And so we kind of cleaned it up together versus like, clean this up, meet me in the room, and let's po- we're going to do this podcast. Like, you have to meet them halfway. You and- have to be their friend. Like, they already are, are your friend. It has to be like a good friendship. Like, you have to, like, even though like you're family, you think, oh, since we're family, we're destined to be friends and like stuff like that. We're destined to love each other and stuff. But like at the same time, you can't just treat them horribly and make them still love you. Right. You can't be yelling at them all day and then expect them to be like all warm and fuzzy and be like, sure, I'll brush my teeth. No problem. When they know that you're on your side and you have their they back. They will do anything. They pretty much will do anything because they're so connected. Don't and take they're advantage. Like, Never take advantage. Yeah. And don't take advantage. It's not from a place of like bossy Betty, but it's from a place of like, listen, I'm going to meet you halfway. I'll help you clean this up and let's do this together. Like we are on the same team. And when the kids feel like you're on their team, it's like it's so much more fun to parent and live from that space. And like, you can actually enjoy your kids and they're enjoying being around you too. So we talked a little bit about rules. And of course, I think conscious parenting gets a bad rep because it's like, okay, kids can, you know, sleep on the roof and not go to school and, you know, stay in their jammies all day. Like conscious parenting is like letting the child lead the way, but not from a place of negligence. It's from a place of like follow their throbbing spirit. And so what is the hardest thing for you of being a kid, a.k.a. 11, or when you were 8 or whatever age? What's the Uh, hardest thing for you? Probably until I'm 18, it's um, all the rules that you have to follow. There's so many rules that, like, so... Society. Society. um, You could say the world. The The world. world. (laughs) The world. (laughs) The world puts on you. Because at school, there's so many rules itself. It's like... You can't run in the hallways. I get that one. But, like, you can't, you can't, um, there's a lot of things that you can't do that don't make sense. Like, dress code doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, like, there's just so many rules that limit you. And, like, a lot of the times at my school, you had to, like, if you stepped in a dirt, you would get in trouble. In middle school, I hear that there's even more rules. Like, you can't chew gum. You can't, like, you will get in big trouble. And at home, there's rules. And some rules I agree with, like, uh, too much time electronics, but also some I don't get. Like I can't have popsicles for dinner. Like <laughs> a lot of this, and like I can't stay up whenever time I want. Like I can't uh jump on furniture. And when I'm an adult, I can do whatever I want. I feel like so free. Yeah, it is very freeing to have your own free will. And so, being a child, it's like they are. We literally ask children to do all day long, like do this, do this, do this, do this, and they get tired of like being told all day long. Imagine if you had a boss and they're like, you need to brush your teeth here. You need to wear this outfit. You need to eat this food. Like if I went to a restaurant and they gave me food that I didn't like, and then if the manager came over and said, you have to eat this because I made this for you. And I'm like, I didn't order this. That's how kids feel at dinner when you give them something that they don't want. You're like, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. Green beans. They are my worst enemy. Yeah. Like if, like I always say, like you have to have your vegetables. So which vegetable do you want? You want to be cauliflower or broccoli? Like give the kids as much free will as they want, as they can, as you can, 
within the limits and having win-wins for both of you. Like, cause you're on their team and that you have to let them know that you are on their team and they have to feel it. So if they're not feeling it, then it's not, it's not coming across somehow. So tell us a little bit about win-wins and how it works for us. And like, win-wins work where we both get our way. Like sometimes you will have to give in a little more, but in the end you like, and it's not a win-win if you don't get your way a little bit. It's not a win. Like, let's say I want to go play basketball. Grady wants to go in the pool. Well, here's a win-win. Go in the pool and then go play basketball in our bathing suits. Like, that would be a perfect idea of a win-win. And also, um, there's a palm tree analogy where it's like, I always thought it was real trees. You thought I know. It was I thought trees. it was palm tree. Lily thought it was regular trees. We came up with a good analogy for our win-wins. But, so, like... There's water because they need water to survive. So there's like a bucket of water, this big open field, two palm trees just stand there. And palm trees always bend a little. So you're always bending like no matter what. Like when you were born, you were bending. Like you always are bending just a little bit to do something. But sometimes you have to bend more. So they both want the bucket of water, whatever it is. Like it might be you both want to go in the pool or like one person wants to go in the pool wants to play some basketball but we both want to like bend like the palm trees want to bend and it's a bending because one palm tree may be bending a little more than the other because one they're giving in more so that's kind of like the analogy for when wins yeah and it always ends up evening out in the wash like my sister and i were always like whenever together we like i'll buy her something she'll buy me something and like we don't like pay each other back because it always comes out it always comes out in the end being even and so there's sometimes you're gonna have to bend more and sometimes the kid bends more and you're always thinking it's almost like when you're watching shark tank it's like okay Mm -hmm. i'll make you know like you have they make an offer then there's a counter and then there's another and it's like going back and forth and so that's a really good show by the way oh my gosh it's the best show ever and it's really good for showing how the shark tanks bend a little bit and everybody should get their way a little bit and you both walk out going wow that's a really good deal you can't say to your kid you can't, there's not a win-win if they don't, if the other person doesn't bend. It's not a win-win at all. Yeah, like being a bossy Betty parent is not going to work because the strong-willed, strongly sensitive children are going to be like pushing back, pushing back. And they have such a strong throbbing spirit. They're like, listen, I love you and all, but my throbbing spirit means more to me than giving into you all the time and like just being totally taken underneath your control and your your spell, it sounds like I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So what about if like you have to take a shower? Like for some reason, Lily does not like taking a shower. So how do we come up with a win-win for you to take well, a shower? I used to have like tantrums when I'm younger. Now I just dread it all day. <laughs> but um, like I dread school. Um, If I have to take a shower... I, when I was younger, now I just suck it up, but when I was younger, when I was younger, I would throw tantra tantrums, and mommy would sometimes be like, do you want to take a shower now, or in five minutes, always give the child the choice, the choice is big thing, yes. Yes, and then, like, you'll be like, I'll take a shower, and then, um, you really, for some reason, our house is not that big, but you think walking to your room to take a shower, then walking to the shower, which is in the other side of the house, which is not that far, you think that's a big, long walk. Well, so. I used to use your shower. Right. And now, so, I just can't pick up my clothes after I right. take a shower. <laughs> so she'll be like, all right, how about this? I found a win-win. If you can get my clothes. We live like a very normal-sized house. And she's like, if you could get my clothes, I will take a shower. And like when it was cold, I'd be like, oh, how would I put them in the dryer? She's like, yes, win, deal, deal. So I'm putting them in the dryer for five minutes while she's in the shower. And then she gets out and it's warm clothes. So I want a hot chocolate for dessert tonight now. <laughs> I know. And a hot summer day. I know, right? So talking That's about... Com- when you live in Florida. So much. So talk to me about 
complex emotions. I've talked a lot about on the podcast about normalizing for the kids, letting them feel their feelings, Let don't stuff out. the feelings. What do you do when you have complex emotions? Well, I mean, every kid is different, So, but a lot of kids are the same. So many kids use my strategy. Many kids do not like my strategy at all. But my strategy is I just let it all out. I'll either lay on my bed and just let it all out and think about, like, what happened and stuff. And it's not like I'm in timeout because it might think like it is, but I'm not. I'm choosing because mommy always gives me a choice. Do you want me to help you calm down or do you want me to... Do you want to calm down by yourself? Do you want to calm down by yourself? Yeah, and she usually chooses by herself, whereas Grady, when he was little, he was like, I need your help. I need need your help. I need soup. That was his big thing. He needed help to learn how to breathe, and so now I see him using those strategies, but now I'll see him go to his room, or he'll, like, I see him, like, try to, like, catch his breath because he's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. um, They know what soup is? Yeah, I talked to you about soup, and and Grady's going to talk about it in his episode. And they know what counting is? Yeah, they know about counting, and I talked to him about, do you remember when um, you were at uh, Wendy's with Grandpa, and he was so upset because you both sat in the same chair, and then he's like, I need soup, Grandpa, I need soup, Grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. And then Grandpa's like, they don't have soup at Wendy's, honey, I'm so sorry, (laughs) they have chili. (laughs) (laughs) it just shows how much they need it and especially when they're little they have no idea what to do these huge vibration and complex emotions going through their body they have no idea and so they just literally acted out i need soup grandpa so lily when she was eight or nine when she was eight she's like mommy well i went to jamaica on a trip and i we helped a school there and so i came back from that and showed her pictures she's like oh my goodness we have to go back there and it was like within the next week or two at church, they were talking about a mission trip to Cuba and helping a church there. And she was like, we have to go. I'm like, uh, you're eight years old. What are you talking about? I and she, I know you were time. eight, but when you asked when you were eight. Oh, and I so I thought this is just something, you know, she just wants to have like oh, yeah. a lemonade stand. Like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. You know? And so she literally did not stop talking about it for like a year. She's like, when are we going to Cuba? When are you going to so the chance came up, it was, she was nine and the chance came up to go with our church to Cuba. And it, we were there for a week in the middle of July. It was so hot i can't even describe no air conditioning anywhere not in any store any car there's like there was one place that had con- where con- where we slept that was barely that was that like was, that was like but it felt like so i much. felt like someone was blowing air on me that was yeah. very con- it was next level hot and so we were there for a week we learned it was literally life changing for both of us and so from your point of view at age nine what was that like for you and what have you taken how was that life changing for you well it's life changing because like i'll never forget it but at the same time i took life for granted like a lot like I would just like turn on a shower and you'd be like don't waste water I'm like no I'm wasting water (laughs) yeah you didn't know what that even meant I didn't even know what that meant and so like you would always tell me stories of how when you were little you didn't even have phone or tv and which I have a phone now but you would tell me like how bad it was and I'm like oh yeah okay I just thought those were like tales like I knew it was true but I just Mm -hmm. thought like oh yeah they had that's how their life was back then but it was almost like when we went to Cuba it was like we're going back to that time where we didn't have phones. We didn't have computers. There was no Wi-Fi there. So we couldn't keep in touch with anyone. Mm, that was tough. Um, that was tough. I couldn't text my friends. I couldn't do anything. And so I felt like I was back in time, like, when without that. And also, I felt like it wasn't just like, oh, that they live a sad life. And I would remember that for a week. But it was like, I remember that because I had to live their life for a week. And their life is hard. Like, I had a shower with a bucket. I had to wash my... Um, underwear and everything in a bucket. I had like it was like hang line dry clothes those days, and it was it was, it was 
Yeah. It was very tough to see. And the, the children there were just so unaffected by it. They and were so happy. They were so happy. That when they saw bubbles, they were like, whoa. They didn't know what bubbles were, remember? No. And they were so interested by my drawings. Yes. They were like fascinated with her. It was almost like she was like an alien that was coming in and they were just kind of staring at her like, oh my goodness, you are an alien. And she she brought baby dolls and they were their eyes lit up. I mean, we gave them like paper plates and they were just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. They were appreciative of everything and they had so much jesus in their heart it was so beautiful to see and we come back and we just realize like we have light bulbs and so whenever any of us get on the complaint train we're like hashtag like, light bulbs the government there is so mean they will literally just shut their power off for yeah. no reason no reason right like for three hours sometimes right. days yeah and no reason and not that they have a lot of you know air conditioning or fan, but they live by fans and when they shut off the electricity there was no lights and now they're taking all the light bulbs away and so we just realize you have to lean into that gratitude and lean into that joy. And, you know, you get caught up sometimes on just the daily grind of stuff. And so the hashtag light bulbs is what we kind of remind ourselves when we go off on that train, because the brain will start to look for negatives and look for problems. And I think that trip to Cuba really helped us, like, put everything in perspective of mm-hmm. everything that we have and all the gifts that we have of just the normal things like light bulbs and clean drinking water and clean water. We have a washing machine. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. That uh, do like olden, like old and olden days, like nineteen hundreds, eighteen hundreds. Remember the baby with the toy? Yes. Oh, there's a baby that. with the to- toy there, and of course, there's no toys there. And what they did, they get like medicine bottles, and they would put beans or rocks, rocks inside it, and then they would attach it with what? Would they attach it with like this I think little? The, I don't even remember. It was, it was like, like a zip tie. Sl- yeah, it was like a zip tie. And that would be the baby's rattle. It was so sad. It was so sad. And so many houses, all the houses had holes in them. And there's so much rain there. And it's just. And the flies in some oh, of the houses were really Oh, my God. Do you remember when we were eating? It wasn't just yeah. like a couple flies. It was like, I don't know. I always exaggerate. So you tell me the number and I'll tell you what I was going to say. How many like, flies? 50. I was going to say 45. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm not exaggerating. Like if there's a fly in the house, I'm like, I don't, I love you fly. Like I will get annoyed, but then I'll remember all the flies. We gave them fly covers for their food and they, it was like we gave them a million dollars. So I just think that those experiences of, you know, even if you're not going to Cuba, but just doing things like that locally and helping other people, we rise in helping others. And so when you're helping others, you realize how good it feels and it's a win-win because you feel good and they feel good too. And the verse that we live by is too much is given, much is required because when you're given all this gifts, what you do with those is give them back to other people. So I think that's all the questions we have. And so we want to hear from you if this was helpful and any other questions you have for Lily. She's very articulate at 11 and she remembers everything from her childhood. So if you want to I talk to really her. a good memory. Yeah. She want, we want to open. We want to go do home visits and like. Like super nanny. Like super nanny. Yeah. And she's like, mom, I'll take care of the kids. I'll help them follow the rules and like be a good listener. And then you talk to the parents and make sure that they're not yelling. And like, what else we, would you. We, we like toddlers because they're adorable. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. And they're so easy to like play a game and like pretend you're a magician. And they're just like putty in your hands. So if email her at Kelster5 <laughs> if you want us to go do a home visit. Yeah, that would really be super fun. That would be so fun. Can That'd you imagine? Really I would love to see you in action. Like, you'd probably even talk to the parents. You'd be like, listen, parents, I need to talk to you. You cannot, you cannot be yelling at these sweet little kids. So we love you and thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. We like dogs, too. <laughs> we like dogs, too. And puppies. Yeah. And kitties. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, 
you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt resonating moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.